I have no topic, but if you say to me, Paul, you have to come up with a topic, now I'll come up with a topic. But uh, <laughs> I haven't got one in my head right now. Last week on the show, you said that we had a choice between doing my three words, our three words, yours and mine, and Chris Brogan's three words, the, the value of three words getting through yeah. the year. But you also said that there was one which was to do with a company, a particular company that we were going to use to riff off. But I can't even remember what the name of the company was. Um, How is that possible? How could you not remember the name of the world's largest company. Oh, it was Apple. It was my Apple experience. Your Apple experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, let's discuss what, um, let's, uh, you have come in here with something you wouldn't otherwise have started if I we didn't. I have, again, two options. Yeah. It's, it's the blue pill or the red pill. Um, option A is option Apple. And option B are some emails that Business Jazz um, has received not from listeners, I hasten to add, but from companies. Business Jazz has received some emails from companies. Yes. Now, really? of course, you're naturally now going to go for option B because you want to know what are these. Oh, my mouth is lying <laughs> open, and I, I haven't. Uh, this is the very first I've heard. Now, you can't really do easily on a podcast, kind of an open mouth with kind of. <gasps> wow. Um, well, look, look, well, you, you, you have a sound effect of you dropping your tea, your, your coffee and the glass shattering. And <gasps> Look, look, it's no point. There's, yeah, you're absolutely right. I am naturally. I mean, I cannot. You cannot leave me. And I'll be to- I can't discuss Apple while I'm completely got. the. So if you wanted not to discuss them and to discuss them privately with me, well, one, you wouldn't have mentioned them, I guess. But secondly... You know, if you wanted to do Apple desperately, you wouldn't have mentioned uh, these emails. So, there's no way back, Roger. It has to be the email. Who on we'll, earth we'll, has we'll sent? We'll come, yeah. we'll come to Apple. You can see it? that, you know, how we usually get three, four hundred a week. Uh, oh. Business jazz, is it, don't it's, we? It's um, inundated from nobody. Yeah, I yes, get, I get, hun- I find hundreds of them in my junk folder. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, well I'm sure yeah. we probably do. I never check the junk folder. Um, anyway, come on, anyway, these like, two come on, emails. quickly, like, so, quickly. And yeah, there is yeah, a point. Yeah. There is a point. Yeah. Why so we I have at least attracted a person or a business. So, how to be genuinely attractive in business today? One of the indicators that you have succeeded in being genuinely attractive says he picking his words gingerly is that you get emails because everybody's website and every this has you know send us a send us a message or send us a message and we're actually not selling anything directly no we're not although if people want to buy from us that's a different matter yes now and here, in, and there's, there's a very good point. You said you were choosing your words gingerly. Of course, there is a subjectiveness to, well, if, you're, if we're receiving emails, we must be genuinely attractive. But if the bar has been let, set so spectacularly low by the company sending the email, then by their, by their measure, we're genuinely attractive. By our own measure, reflecting on these emails, and I'll tell you what they are in a second, you would think, I am now insulted. So, let me tell you what these emails are. So, let me tell you what these emails are, first and foremost. So, one was an email from a podcast hosting service, 
We use SoundCloud at the moment, and this is a podcast hosting service that emailed us, in essence, to convince us that their hosting service is where we should be. The other email was from a company, and they were interested in us becoming their regional agent. So let's just look at the commonalities between the two, the the similarities. Uh, First and foremost, both emails start with, Hello Business Jazz. Now, I know that you, Paul Omani, and me, Roger Overall, are incredibly hard to find. Never on these podcasts have we mentioned who we are. Not once have we referred to a website where people could check out names. And if you go to the website, well, there's nothing there about you. There's nothing there about me. I mean, you're not on Instagram. You're not on Twitter. You're not on Facebook. You are the most invisible man on the planet when it comes to the internet. And the same goes for me. Now, you see, you're very unfair to these. Uh, this person who's written the email. Business Jazz is a huge corporation. <laughs> we're we're a big media outlet, and we're just doing a tiny fraction of the Business Jazz. Um, world global corporation work. Now they clearly are trying to get through to the CEO of the business as opposed to the minions who make the podcast. Would that be correct? Possibly, you might be right. Even then, <laughs> surely, surely, you don't, if you want to work at IBM, let's say, or Apple, as we've mentioned. Yeah, you don't write your Apple. Dear Apple. You don't, that's nonsense. So, I do when I'm sending to the service desk when I say, you know, dear Blinkist. <laughs> now, I'm, I do have a Blinkist story, but we won't go down that road. But um, I do say, dear Blinkist, no. I wish to unsubscribe. Okay. I, I, I don't go see, to the trouble of I can going see why you through that. Yes. all of that. Is there, um, is there something but, I can... But my point is, if you want to be genuinely attractive in business and you want to be attractive to the counterparty that you are approaching for whatever reason, either because you want them to use your service or because you want them to represent you, surely you can, especially in a podcast situation, you can find out who the people are that you're, 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 you should address the email to. And it was interesting that both of them took that approach. Well, just to, uh, I, I look at the first few words in the summary that I get on Gmail for emails, right? And I sometimes don't look more than three words. So that if I see, you know, Dear Business Jazz, I know it's unimportant and that somebody hasn't a clue. And I delete it without even reading what is underneath. I haven't got time to read an email before deciding what I'm going to do with it. I have my emails segregated, as Gmail does for me, into different boxes it may not actually get looked at for several days because it's, it's put into a box. I presume uh, the podcasting service probably had links to its own service in the email. No, or did yeah, you bother I, to I, look? I didn't bother to look because on their particular email, okay, again, being genuinely attractive in business today, they pitched a load of features to me. Now, we host a podcast with SoundCloud, and SoundCloud has its issues. I mean, there are even concerns about SoundCloud. Certainly last year, there were loads of reports about SoundCloud. Yeah, will it survive? Will it survive? Yeah. 
So you could say, well, okay, I see that you're on, on SoundCloud. You might have a concern, a genuine concern, that, we'll, that your, your podcast hosting platform might vanish. Well, we're super robust. We're, you know, we've got funding for the next hundred years. No, there's none of this. You, none of this. Looking at well, what potential worry or concern might you have, and therefore I can offer you a benefit. No, it was just listing of. It was naming of parts. Was what it was. By the way, how much were they going to pay us to shift from SoundCloud to them? Because was what it was. By the way, how much were they going to pay us? to shift from SoundCloud to them, because clearly they're saying to us, we have a service we're offering you. Um, how much are they going to pay us to associate ourselves with them, rather than SoundCloud? Did they say? They did, they did, did they make us an offer? No, there was, strangely enough, oddly, there was no mention of money in that direction. Really? But also, but also we, couldn't, we couldn't do that. We couldn't take money from a platform that we don't know to move to them. I mean, that's not... Well, I know, but I mean, okay, I, I admit that sometimes I'm tempted by the wish to earn some money. So basically, um, okay, well, look, we have damned them. By the way, what was their name? Can't you can't remember. Actually, it's almost irrelevant, really, isn't it? To the, no, to but the I always like to name and shame. You know, I'm into this kind I, of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, are they from now? The thing is, from their point of view, and this is, uh, yeah. if they email five thousand podcasters in the world. And that's not impossible as a figure. I don't know how many there are. Oh, you could Okay, so suppose you email, let's say even a thousand, right? And they get five people to respond to them. Mm -hmm. Since you have automated, you know, massive email, uh, list of emails... Um, may not be from a pure commercial point of view. Their approach may work. It might. It certainly other, wouldn't. You could, yeah. You could also argue if I were the CEO of the company and we had a thousand leads and we converted five of those thousands, I would have the sales director on <laughs> into my office, and I would be saying and to giving them, an extra bonus. You mean what for five out of a thousand? No. I for cold calling, I don't know what is the figure in cold calling. Well, we I, discussed cold calling we before. Did, but 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 should, would you should you use these as cold calling, or should you make a bit more effort and at least? Find it's out still it's... cold calling, mm. even if you do your research. And some cold callers. I mean, I remember when I was given a, some cold calling to do. I was given some information. I think. I mean, it may have been I was told that these are the people who have previously bought from somebody or other. Uh, not, I mean, it wouldn't be cold calling if they previously bought from, if, you know, from a company to whom they sent the email. What I could do, here's the thing, I could email them back and say, just out of interest, how many of these emails did you send out and what is, what has the take-up been so far? Now, I do not expect a response. However... You well, know. it wouldn't take you long just to write that. No. Right. No, and uh, if they... Uh, yes, go And on. you could also say, well, they've already shown how they like to be, to be communicated with. They like these anonymous emails. So if they, if, they, if they are true to themselves, they'd actually respond. I do not expect them to respond. But as you say, it wouldn't take long to find them. Did they them sign out. their email? Was there a human being at the bottom? 
Do you know? I think of you probably didn't even I read to the bottom. I think they may well have been, but that, no, that raises another very good point actually. I think they may well have been. It may have actually been the CEO of the company whose name appeared at the bottom. Now I don't know how big the company is, so various options for you. One is it's a small company and it is genuinely the CEO who has sent this out on his email account. I don't think that's the case. Or they're setting up a company, they don't have any staff, they don't have any ability, and they're checking out to see if they can possibly get customers. So an email back to this, this email address may actually land in front of the person who allegedly sent the email in the first place. Or they're a much larger company, the marketing department has drawn up this email, blasted it out, and they've just put the CEO's name underneath because, hey, it looks good. Do you remember back to the days in which somebody taught you how to write a letter? And I remember they taught you how to sign off yours sincerely or yours faithfully and the distinction between signing off with yours sincerely and signing off with yours faithfully. Right, there was another thing I was told way, way back, which was that if you're going to write a letter to some, to some organisation, you put somebody's name on it so that it's nicely balanced. Dear John, yours sincerely, Paul. Mm-hmm that it's that way rather than you know one person sending their name to the other so anyway we damp- we've spent enough on that right just actually i just on that point because we were both talking about a film called the post which by sheer coincidence we both saw last night um, in just separate cinemas now there is a scene in the post where somebody walks in with a box full of highly sensitive top-secret documents um, that they want to give to somebody at the newspaper, uh, the Washington Post, which is a film about the Washington Post in its newsroom, um, and a, a, a wider story, let's not go into that. But somebody walks into a newsroom, they have a box full of papers, they don't know who to give it to, they walk up to somebody and they say, having walked around the newsroom a little bit lost, it's a very busy newsroom, large floor, lots of people, um, walks up to somebody who's typing away, um, are you important? <laughs> and, and, the, and the person goes, I, th- I think he said, I'm on the general assignment. I'm a general assignment journalist. She puts the box down and walks off. In essence, this is what this email has done. It's just, you, you've, you've sent an email. It didn't really matter who received it. Are you important? Not paying any attention to. So what you're describing there, the, the, the who's it to and the signing off, is the exact opposite of dropping a box of highly secretive papers on somebody's desk and walking off because you don't really know who you've given it to or anything. So that's, if that's only it. this company that sent out this thousand emails and got their mass mail done in half an hour, if only they knew how much time we were devoting to discussing them. Yes. I mean, they would. somebody would be flattered. Can we leave them now? And go yeah. on to the second point okay. about somebody asking us to become their regional agent. I hope this was Disney. Now, if the Disney Corporation have approached us to become their regional agent, Roger, I know that they may not have put our name on it. I know that, but can you cut them a little slack? I do like Disney, you see. Well, I can tell you now, Paul, unfortunately, it was not Disney. You're not right. You're not far off. You are in the right space, though, because oh, it great, was great. it was DreamWorks. <laughs> oh, terrific! Yes, it was DreamWorks. Steven Spielberg needs us badly in Europe. Um, 
Anyway, so this was a company that was looking for us to market their, let me just put it very simply, uh, satellite television services. Right. Now, An area we specialise in. I mean, oh, we, absolutely. We podcast. How many podcasts do we do for, the, for, for Sky? Oh, for Sky? Um, no. Um, oh. However, um, I have a Sky subscription, which I have every day. I'm not saying I watch it every day, but I have it every day. And I've heard of Sky. Well, there you are. So we are clearly experts, and we are clearly well established in the industry here in Europe. Um, now, the interesting thing about this email was, well, first you could say, well, why the heck? What, they've, done, they've done even less research than the last crowd. Quite frankly, <laughs> these people. This is, this is Paul on the podcast calling business jazz some kind of media empire. That's the word they picked up on through some kind of automated listening bot. And they thought, oh, we must send these people because they are the premier media content creators of Europe. And they in Glenmire. Oh, sorry, in uh, Europe. Yes. yes. Well, well they'd, they'd hardly contact us. So would you be our agents in Glenmire? <laughs> Well, anyway, go on. We, I, we haven't defined region. So, that's but, right. Yeah. Well, it was a European right. kind of deal. Anyway, yeah. so that's, that's, one, that's one thing, um, is the, uh, the way that the, the, what we do and what they do, the, the, the I was going to say gap, the chasm between the, the vast abyss between the two was astonishing. Well, of course, we may want to pivot, or they may want to pivot. I could, well, for example, I could email back. They may be opening up a podcasting uh, thing. No what mention, were they asking? There was no mention of podcasting. Were they a communications company? So I, it would, it would be a similar company yeah. to say Sky. Uh, yeah. So if you if you're listening to this outside of Sky, outside of Europe, Sky is a cable satellite television content provider. Is the best way I can do. Owned by Rupert Murdoch. Owned by Rupert Murdoch, at although the moment, Fox are I, trying to buy them. Yeah. Anyway, go, let's, let's not, not go around the. Uh, um, just which, which to, just, actually would bring us back to Disney. Just to date stamp today's program. Yesterday, reported in today's news, the the competition authority in the UK. Uh, refused the uh, the uh, purchase of one by the other, okay. but they did say that a possible solution was to spin off some element of Sky. Anyway, that's just to date stamp us. And that's the twenty third of January, twenty seventeen. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, so that's one thing that was did not make them genuinely attractive to me. Anyway. Uh, genuinely attracted to me. The other thing was when I clicked on the link, because on this one I did click on the links, and what happened was you had a link with an, a company name, it opened up a window very briefly with the URL that would have fitted, it then flipped very quickly to another URL, and then as far as I remember it flipped again to another third URL, and that's the page I landed on, and the company name was different. Are you sure? Did you you open this email? I did. Did you have any trepidation about opening it and the possibility that your computer could be affected by a virus? No, I have. Um, first of all, I, I know it's no guarantee that you don't get viruses, but I, I, I have a Mac. So there are fewer viruses, there are fewer this sort of thing. Okay. That's one. Second, I have constant monitoring 
of antivirus. And again, people argue how effective that is. Okay. And then the other thing you can do is you can have a VPN so that you go onto the internet and you you have some kind of... Uh, and I okay. think I have all kinds of... Phew. Anyway, it's, okay. it, didn't, it didn't worry me yeah. at all. Um, okay, so what's so awful about this one? We we had how awful the other one was, but uh, what's the really awful thing about well, this? Well, I think is? the awful, the, the, the two things to me is, uh, one is the offering is so different and divergent from what we do. There's no, in, there's no, uh, again, almost there's no, why, why would we do, why would we be interested in doing this? There's no thought gone into that. No. There's no, and this would be beneficial to you because ABC. I think this satellite TV service also wrote to the company Pat O'Donnell in Cork that sell paints. <laughs> And they asked them if they'd like to be their regional agent. Or they may have gone through to Ballymaloo as well. Are they thinking outside the box? I they think they could well be. You know, don't confine yourself to your own sector. Roger, look, we've damned with no praise um, these two emails that have come in. However, in the interests of giving those of our listeners who don't want to know what's bad about things, but who really want some good, fresh ideas about how, what kind of an email should you send as a cold calling one. Do the opposite. <laughs> Do the opposite of what okay. So I'm saying, number one, you have to uh, put the name of a person on it. Find out, yeah. not just the name of a person, but find out the most suitable person in the company that you can think of, that you think, okay... This is the person who would have the authority or, who, or for whom this would be the most appealing. Okay. And think seriously, I would say, about sending it to the CEO. My experience in uh, relation to business and talking to all sorts of people is that if you do send an email to a CEO, you are very likely to get a reply because uh, CEOs don't want to be a big hole into which things... And they delegate, they say send this to the marketing director and get the marketing director to reply and the director gives it to somebody down the line uh, who has to reply because the director knows. Anyway, back up to I, the I, I mean, I, So I the most suitable person, and it may often be the CEO. Second point. Um, in, in your salutation, is that what it's called? Yes, yes um, it is. You use how you address. Yes. For God's sake. Yes, yes. Name. The most suitable person plus their name. Yep. Yes, yeah. Then if, I think if you are trying to sell something, rather than start with a list of features, I think maybe I would think highlight the benefit or highlight the concern that you're, you're addressing. Because for me, I'd find that attractive personally because then immediately I can make a decision as to whether I need to read any further. Because if I don't have that, that concern... For instance, to give you a good example, when you look at something uh, on Amazon, um, I know I have ad blockers, but if you don't have an ad blocker, you are then, even if you buy that thing from Amazon, what happens for the next several months is everywhere you go, you get advertised, you see adver advertisements for the thing you've already bought. So... It, it's not... But um, Amazon do something wonderful. They say, people who bought this product also bought these ones. Oh, I mean, no, I'm not so, talking about that. I'm talking about the adverts that follow you around the adverts, for the product yeah. you just bought. Yeah. So, um, so, if you, so if you can highlight the concern that you're addressing 
Now, for me, that's very appealing because I can say, actually, I don't have that concern because I have this solution. I'm very happy with it. Yes. Then already I know I don't need to read any further. However, I do appreciate the fact that you're talking about a real worry, a real thing that is in people's lives. I think that's so if you're saying, you know, dear John, I'm sure your business is concerned about the possibility of being taken over by other businesses. We're a company that specializes in helping companies that are a target for being taken over. And here's what we offer. Mm. So if I then open it as John, um, I say, well, look, I'm not worried about being taken over. End of story. I ditch it. Yes, and I, and I think, adding to what you've just said, a, a service that you know, we've been talking about providing to companies that might be merging with another company or taking over another company, you've suddenly got two corporate cultures alien to each other. So a concern, so if we were writing an email to a company, we know they've just bought another company, though they're merging with a company, we could say, uh, dear John CEO or dear Jane CEO, um, are you worried about miscommunication? Are you struggling with communications between your two corporate cultures that you now have to bring together? Now that's a really, so, and then you can say, we, as you say, we have a solution for that. Now, if, if Jane is reading this and she's thinking to herself, well, actually, no, or I'm a genius at this, I've done this before, then she need not read any further. Yes. However, if she's reading this and she thinks to herself, oh, my goodness, yes. Now, support, what do you think of the idea that, for example, in preparing to do, we'll call this really well-targeted cold calling, that... The, the letter comes in and it says, I see from the article in the Financial Times yesterday that your share price has dropped enormously and this will is likely to lead to the possibility that you're going to lose staff. We specialise in helping companies convince their existing staff to stay. 